Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to this special edition of the Geek Town Radio podcast. We are back to launch because it is the start of December. This the Geek Town Awards. That is right. The Geek Town Awards are back. This is, of course, the competition that we run every year. And we go through all the TV shows, video games and films that have come out in the last 12 months, running from the end of November last year to the end of November this year. And we sort of decide what we think should win. But at the end of the day, it is open to you to be able to vote on what you'd like to win. To help me through this, we have uh, Matt and Grey with me hello (laughs) so uh before we get into running through the categories and what our choices are the other side of the geek town awards which is of course the massive prize giveaway if you go onto the website at geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and fill out the form you get entered into our massive prize giveaway which is a huge pile of geeky stuff that you can win there is also a runners-up prize which is a mystery box of geeky stuff here is the prize list for this year the Geek Town Awards main prize this year includes, but is most definitely not limited to, things such as five Blu-rays, including James Bond No Time to Die, Top Gun Maverick, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Collectible figures, including Torchwood's Captain Jack, an Anchorman bobblehead, two Battlestar Galactica bobbleheads, and various characters from Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, Batman Villains, The Walking Dead, and Classic Horror. Mugs from Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, Peaky Blinders, Top Gun, and Squid Game. Card games from Friday the 13th, The Exorcist, and Mrs. Brown's Boy. A whole stack of other geeky random stuff, including a Walking Dead notebook, a Stranger Things guidebook, Big Bang Theory fridge magnets, two Rick and Morty plushies, a cuddly alien facehugger plushie, a Clockwork Orange t-shirt, an Aliens t-shirt, an Aliens satchel, a Rick and Morty blanket, a Lord of the Rings headscarf, Terminator and Hellboy building blocks, and a whole lot more. We also have some geeky tech stuff, including an Amazon Fire HD 8 tablet and a Google Chromecast with Google TV. It's really easy to enter. All you have to do is go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and fill out the form on the site and get voting so that's the prize list for the giveaway this year and uh, as i said there all you need to do is go onto the website which is at geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and fill out the form you'll be entered into the prize giveaway let us know what you have been watching for the last 12 months so next we move on to what you'll actually be voting on and uh, we've had a few changes in the categories as we do every year but uh, we're going to kick off where we usually start which is with the best new 
new drama. So, best new drama category. We have Around the World in 80 Days, which was on the BBC, Heartstopper, which was on Netflix, Reacher on Prime Video, SAS Road Heroes on BBC One, Severance on Apple TV, Shining Girls on Apple TV, Slow Horses on Apple TV, Suspicion on Apple TV, The Devil's Hour, which was on Prime Video, The Tourist, which was on BBC One, Trigger Point on ITV, Vikings Valhalla on Netflix, and Raw also on Apple TV. Any particular choices out of those? Gray, we'll go to you first. Okay, so uh, first up, I'm looking at my stats. I've not been great with TV this year. The real drop, so I'm disappointed I haven't been able to access all of these. If I was to personally choose, I would say it's between Slow Horses and Heartstopper. I loved both of those. Slow Horses is one of the many series beginning with S that came out on <laughs> Apple TV. Yes. Um, but um, <laughs> I've heard great things about so many on this list, including The Tourist, Suspicion, Shining Girls. I am two episodes into Severance. Um, I've just heard amazing reviews of SAS Rogue Heroes, which has just recently come out on BBC One. So it's a really tough category. My vote will go for Heartstopper, but I believe one of the BBC One ones might steal it and possibly SAS Rogue Heroes or The Tourist. Yes. What do you reckon, Matt? What's your choice? I can't remember if it was this year or last year, but there was a particular point where, because I subscribed to Apple TV Plus later than everybody else, just because I just didn't pay attention to it. So it was either this year or last year where we sort of realized like Apple's really churning out some really good stuff. And you can see that from this list because something really smart that they keep doing is putting on a couple of shows. Obviously, they run them weekly wait until like let's say three shows have rotated out and then put three in so instead of putting like 30 things on there at once like netflix does they really sort of uh curated their content quite well mm-hmm. heartstopper i know me and gray really enjoyed that we reviewed that i think a bit earlier in the year that was really really good i would probably look at one of these apple shows obviously you got uh severance which really sort of took off didn't mm-hmm. it with the whole yeah. switching of the brain work life sort of thing so that was really really good but i, I do notice sometimes with the geek town awards like sometimes bbc shows tend to win so maybe the SAS Rogue would possibly win this one yeah that is possibly because you know not not everybody's got Apple TV Plus and so the one I'd like to win is maybe something like Severance although Shining Girls was good and I would say the most likely I think is uh, the SAS one which has got a pretty good cast I've, I've seen the photo of the cast yeah it uh, is it's, the SAS Road Heroes was superb and I really really enjoyed that series Around the World in 80 Days which I mean you're going back a bit because that was January the start of the year so I think that although it is a BBC One show has less chance to win because it's been so far back, whereas SAS Road Heroes was more recent. I think, like you say, the Apple stuff will suffer because of the fact that not that many people have Apple TV necessarily or realise they have Apple TV because, I mean, they, you can pick up Apple TV subscriptions with basically any Apple product you buy, plus they're giving it away with a load of other things as well. Was it a, an Xbox thing you got a free three months with? Or something? Uh, it, was with it was with PlayStation, PlayStation and with my iPhone and with when I loaded it on Roku, it gave back another three months. <laughs> so they, they they just they give out trials literally for free. So yeah. Yeah, for anybody that's wanting to get Apple TV Plus, have a look around for trials because there's a lot of different ways to do it. Plus, I think if you sign up normally, you get like a week free anyway. So yeah, and it is only uh, like five pound a month, so I mean it's not really a huge amount. Of money. Yeah, I think it's the cheapest streaming yeah, service. Yeah, it, it is so. really quite cheap, and the the content on there is spectacular. I adored Slow Horses. I thought that was superb, and that's about to come back for a second season. In fact, 
probably by the time this goes up, it will be out the second season because it, it goes out on the 2nd of December. I thought Trigger Point was very, very good as well, the ITV drama. Reacher was a great show on Prime Video as well. It, it is really dif- difficult. The one that does stand out for me more than anything else is Severance, just because it was a phenomenally different and well-written piece of drama and weird, quirky, a really interesting idea. This idea of sort of separating the, your work life from your home life by having a sort of on-off switch in the brain. It's just a phenomenal piece of work. So I would like that to win. I rather suspect that it won't. I rather suspect you're right. It will probably go to SAS Rogue Heroes. What we're really saying is get an Apple TV subscription, I think, rather yeah. than anything else, because it's well, well worth it. Those are the best new drama category shows. In the best returning drama, we have Better Call Saul Season 6 on Netflix, Cobra Kai Season 5 on Netflix, Gangs of London Season 2 on Sky Atlantic, Manifest Season 4 on Netflix, Peaky Blinders Season 6 on BBC One, Flight Attendant Season 2 on Sky Max, Handmaid's Tale on Prime Video and Channel 4 for Season 5, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Prime Video for Season 4, Yellowstone Season 4, five on paramount plus white lotus season two on sky atlantic and servant on apple tv which was on season three my personal feeling on this is it's probably going to be Peaky Blinders because it's Peaky Blinders A and it's also on BBC One. Handmaid's Tale might give it a run for its money because given that's Channel 4, that's got a possibility as well. I think those are probably the top two biggest ones. Matt, what do you reckon out of this list? I'm the one that added Servant Season 3, which is an incredible, very creepy season, especially the point they're at in the story. It's supposed to be 40 chapters, uh, so we've got 30 so far, and then it'll wrap up next year with the last 10 episodes of the last chapter but it really just ratcheted up the tension just incredible work on that show I do agree with you in terms of Peaky Blinders like if we're choosing what we think is going to win from this list both a very popular show wasn't that the final season? It was although there is a movie coming as well Right yeah I stopped after sort of two episodes I didn't think it was bad it just didn't hook me in enough to make me want to jump back into more but like we said BBC and uh, Peaky Blinders very popular Handmaid's Tale never got around to starting this this newest season you know we had sort of a flood of November TV Better Call Soul seasons was phenomenal yes. as well like really 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 wrapped up because it not only had the job of what are you doing with Sol Goodman or Gene or whatever his name was by the end but also like at the moment that is the last piece of the Breaking Bad universe and they handled that incredibly well especially all like the black and white episodes and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff so that was brilliant yeah there's a couple of other good shows on this list but those are the ones that I'm uh, pointing out Better Call Saul I think is, is the one that I would like to win that would be my choice but yes Peaky Blinders is the one that I rather suspect might get it because it is the final season. Gray, what about you? There are some great critically acclaimed shows on here. I haven't seen all of them, but like I've heard such amazing things about Gangs of London, for example. The critics' review of Better Call Saul was incredible. I thought Flight Attendant did really well for its return. I yeah. thought it had a really great storyline. That would probably get my vote, but White Lotus is got this weird attraction to it, even though it's not like a big action-packed, thrilling drama. It's just sort of mesmerising in terms of its visual style and the characters they build and Jennifer Coolidge for example so my vote would be between White Lotus and Flight Attendant but I agree with you it's probably going to go to Peaky Blinders you know the big BBC finishing show but I saw so many people getting engaged with Better Call Saul I think that could give it a real fight this year and Netflix could take this award yeah I hope so I mean there are still quite a lot of Netflix subscribers out there so I mean maybe we're we're misjudging the influence of the 
the BBC. But again, you are two shows on final seasons with Peaky Blinders and Better Call Saul. So that may influence the voting as well. And Mayor's Tale's got one more, in it? Yes, one more season after this. So that'll be another one that ends on season six. <laughs> so that is going to be an interesting one because Handmade as well is also fairly well spread in terms of it being on Prime Video and Channel 4. So it's going to be an interesting one, that. We'll see. Moving on to limited series. There were an awful lot of limited series this year. Uh, these are sort of the one-off series. There were some really great ones. We have on Paramount Plus 1883, which is the Yellowstone spin-off series. We have Anatomy of a Scandal, which was on Netflix. We have Blackbird on Apple TV Plus, Fear Index on Sky Atlantic, Gaslit, which was on Stars Play or Lionsgate Plus as it is now, Inside Man on BBC One, Joe versus Carol on Peacock, Pam and Tommy on Disney Plus, Pistol on Disney Plus, The Dropout on Disney Plus, The Essex Serpent on Apple TV, The Ipcris Files on ITV. Undeclared War on Channel 4, We Own This City on Sky Atlantic, We Crashed on Apple TV, Willow on Disney+, and The Thief, His Wife, and Canoe on ITV. So, Grey, which of these are you going for? Some great TV. Uh, we are in a well, season of peak TV just because of the quality of some of these and how they were made. I enjoyed Pam and Tommy. I don't think it's going to win the award. It was just absolutely bonkers for what it was trying to do. Do and I appreciated it. I thought the delivery of Anatomy of a Scandal was absolutely beautiful. I really enjoyed that, but I don't think that's going to get it. I was a huge fan of The Thief, His Wife and Canoe. Um, I'm obsessed with this story. For those people who've not got it, it's the dramatic retelling of the man who got into a canoe to fake his death. Right, um, and yes. I've listened to podcasts on it and I've listened to so much like true crime stuff on it. Absolutely fascinating. And it was delivered so well. The performances were just amazing. And I'd love to see that get it. But it's a tough one to call. Again, I don't want to guess our Geek Town viewers and listeners, but, you know, something like Inside Man could take this. Something like The Essex Serpent, The Undeclared War. Hard to call, Dave. I'm not going to call it this time. I'm just going to say I would vote for... Anatomy of a Scandal and the Thief Wife in His Canoe. <laughs> what about you, Matt? There's only a few I, I saw on this list. Uh, we Own This City I thought was incredible. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a slow burn because it did start pretty big, but then it got just like even bigger as you got to sort of, because it was what, eight episodes? Once you got to sort of episode five, six, that sort of point of it really started ramping things up and I thought that was absolutely brilliant. That was David Simon, wasn't it? The guy behind uh, The Wire. Um, yes. You've got John Burnfall and you've got a few cast members from The Wire and that type of stuff. So that was uh, just another one of his really great things. Obviously, he's done uh, the as well which was brilliant and that was on Sky and a lot of people do have Sky so I thought that's I think that's got a good chance no one's really talking about Pam and Tommy at the moment it might be one of them things where it was a, you know, a good few months ago but I remember at the time when that came out a lot of people were talking about that and a lot, a lot of people do have uh, Disney Plus I'm not sure about some of the others so the one that I'd want to win is We're in the City the one that I think possibly has got a good chance is maybe Pam and Tommy just because at the time a lot of people were really talking about that I mean my vote would go for We Own This City I thought that was a phenomenal piece of drama I do wonder if Willow will do well in this category because it's brand new and mm. it's a beloved character. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that fares. Anatomy of a Scandalite, I know there was a lot of talk about, so that I think has a reasonable chance. And again, it's Netflix, so there's a wide viewing for that. Inside Man, again, BBC, so there's a wider audience for it. Ip Chris Files, I thought, was quite good. I don't know. The Dropout, of course, was, was one of the big award darlings. So whether that 
has the same resonance with a British audience? I don't know. We'd have to wait and see. Just an incredibly strong lineup of one-off limited series dramas this year. And there is a lot more of those sort of things being made because they're much cheaper because you've only got to hire actors for one season then. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be a very interesting category to see what wins out of that. Moving on from the dramas to comedy, we have uh, an interesting selection of uh, quite a lot of new comedies actually this year. We have Abbott Elementary, which was on Disney Plus, Am I Being Unreasonable, which was on BBC One, Bad Sisters on Apple TV Plus, Big Boys on Channel 4, Blockbuster on Netflix, Hacks, which was on Prime Video, Loot, which was on Apple TV Plus, 10%, which was on Prime Video, The Bear on Disney Plus, The Curse, which was on Channel 4, Man vs. B, which was on Netflix. How I Met Your Father is also on that list. I enjoyed 10% a lot, but Hacks, which, I mean, it, although it has actually aired two seasons now over here, it both season aired this year, which is why it's in the new comedy section rather than being in the returning comedy. Hacks was an outstanding piece of comedy, and I really, really enjoyed it. Performances are just wonderful. If you've not caught that, it is on Prime Video. It is hilarious. It's about a aging Vegas comedian who gets lumbered with a sort of Gen Z writer who has fallen on hard times. And it's about the sort of relationship between the pair of them as they sort of navigate trying to update her material. Just outstandingly good. So that would be the one I'd go for. I don't think it's necessarily the one that's going to win. I don't know what will take it out of this. It's very hard for me to say. They're fairly evenly spread amongst the broadcast channel and the streaming services here. Gray, what about you? So I'm enjoying talking about this category because when you get later and you start talking about games, I'll go quiet. But Hmm. I have seen everyone in this list. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Every one of the nominated series. I may not have finished them all. I'm still a couple of episodes into Bad Sisters and a couple of episodes into The Bear. But I absolutely agree. It's a really tough one to call. I would love Hacks to win. I think Hacks was really good. Um, But Abbott Elementary is an absolute awards darling over in the States. I uh, picked up loads of awards, but loads of people around me have been talking about Am I Being Unreasonable? Dark comedy, Daisy May Cooper. BBC One. It has got a lot of people talking. It hit at the right point where people were needing that sort of thing in their lives and absolutely brilliant. But no, I've seen every one of them. I agree with a lot of what you said. Hacks probably should win. But I, I'm seeing uh, Am I Being Unreasonable probably being up there as one of the the better ones. What about you, Matt? Uh, I'm the one that added Man vs. B when I went through uh, my reviews and stuff yesterday to get a, a bit of a recap of the year. It was a Rowan Atkinson thing. It was a basic premise of he goes to basically house it somewhere. It's you know very big and it, lots of expensive stuff and lo- lots of things that he can accidentally break when this bee gets into the house. There's a dog involved as well. So there's all sorts of different ways that things can go wrong. I thought that was a good entertaining time and I thought it wrapped up quite well I was going to possibly put it in limited series but I have seen a couple of things written about a possible season two so right. I, I, I put it in this yeah. so I remember Gray you recommended uh, Big Boys to me that was after we saw Heartstopper because you said it was another LGBTQ type of story but I, I never got around to, to watching that so by kind of default I would go with Man vs. B the one I think is going to win I don't know, Hacks might have done pretty well. You, you've said a lot of good things about that, David. I've, I've never got around to, to seeing that. But uh, for, from both what you've said and what other people have said about Hacks, uh, it's very good. So, and it's got yeah. Jean Smart and she's uh, 
She's amazing. Quite popular. Yes. So, yeah. So maybe I'd go with that here. I'm not necessarily convinced Haxley's going to win it purely because of the fact that it is on Prime Video and uh-huh. that may cause issues with it. The Curse was very good on Channel 4 as well, which was this mad story of these group of people that stumble across a pile of gold. During a robbery, they're not expecting to find gold in the robbery and they stumble across this huge amount of gold and it's sort of what happens from that point on. It is actually coming back for a second season as well, but that was really quite enjoyable i think they did an amazing job with that so that may be in with the shout possibly as well i think we're all agreed hacks is probably the thing that should win that category but we'll wait and see what gets picked returning comedies again pretty good list here you've got afterlife season three Atlanta Season 3, Barry Season 3, Brassic Season 4 on Sky Max, Breeders on Sky Comedy, Dead to Me Season 3 on Netflix, Derry Girls on Channel 4, Ghosts Season 4 on BBC One, Always Sunny in Philadelphia Season 15 on Netflix, Mythic Quest Season 3 on Apple TV+, Only Murders in the Building Season 2 on Disney+, Russian Doll Season 2 on Netflix, Starstruck Season 2 on BBC Three, Outlaws Season 2 on BBC One, What We Do in the Shadows Season 3 and 4 on Disney+. Plus. So again, a very strong list. Matt? Of the categories we've gone through so far, this is probably the most competitive, I would say. And I've seen a good chunk of these shows. Afterlife wrapped up really, really well. Atlanta, I thought was just incredibly well written. Barry was really, really good. There was some really good stunt work on that third season and just the way that they put that show together. Uh, Brassic, I haven't seen season four, but I've seen up to season three. That's really good. That's just sort of a good fun time. Dead to Me, I almost started season three the other day, but I haven't got around to that one. Mythic Quest, which has just come back as, I think, out of current ongoing shows on TV, I think it's uh, the best one out at the moment. Russian Doll was really good, considering they changed the format slightly for it and that they didn't try to tell the exact same story. They tried to go a bit different with it. I thought they pulled that off really well. The one I'd want to win this is is Mythic Quest, just because it is so good. I don't know which one of these is going to win. You've got a few uh, Sky things here. Maybe Barry? Maybe something like Ghosts, though. I think you and Gray have talked about Ghosts a couple of times. It's one that I've not seen. If I was going to go for anything out of this list, what I think is going to win is going to be Ghosts. But Myth uh-huh. Quest I thought was superb and the third season is brilliant the second season of Only Murders I thought was superb as well really fun comedy that is way better than it kind of on the surface feels like it should be <laughs> those are the ones I'd probably go for I would want again Mythic Quest to win but Ghosts I think is probably the one that's going to take this just because mm-hmm. it's a hugely hugely popular show Grey what do you think? Again a great list I think I'm becoming the comedy expert in terms of the things I'm seeing but listening to some of what you're saying I totally agree. Afterlife, brilliant season three. Also an awards darling would potentially get the award. Loved Barry, but I think Barry's got quite a niche audience. and I don't know if it's as big a following as possible. Absolutely outstanding end to that series. Um, but yeah, I kind of think it probably won't get it because it's quite niche. Derry Girls, that got a lot of trend and discussion around its ending and the way it sort of reflected on what was going on in Ireland at that time. So that potentially could nab it. Love Ghosts, absolutely. Not sure it's got it in to win it, though. So uh, my bet would be for Derry Girls. I love Only Murders in the Building. Brilliant. Again, but I don't think it's got a big enough audience. Same with Russian Doll and Starstruck. So, yeah, I think my, my bet's going to go for Derry Girls with Ghosts probably in second place. Interesting. I reckon Ghosts probably has the bigger audience, but it's interesting whether that's... I think Afterlife will do very well. It's got Ricky Gervais on it as well. Yeah, so. and, and Afterlife was hugely popular. So I, I mm. don't know. That's... A, 
that's going to be an interesting one to see what comes out on top. I do think it's very tough. I mean, It's Always Sunny has a huge amount of fans as well, despite the fact that it's it's a show that's been around for 15 seasons. So, And what we do in The Shadows, I know, has a hugely popular following. So that's going to be an interesting one to see what comes out top there. Wonderful selection of comedy we've had this year. Moving on to things that are a bit more our wheelhouse, the new sci-fi series. Now, we used to group this together with sci-fi and fantasy, but there are so many of these shows around now, we can actually separate them out into a sci-fi category and a fantasy series category. So the sci-fi category, we have Halo Season 1 on Paramount+, Plus, Severance Season 1 on Apple TV, Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 1 on Paramount+, Plus, and or on Disney Plus, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, The Lazarus Project on Sky Max, The Peripheral on Prime Video. Check in with Gray first to see what, if anything, he's seen out of this list. Well, I would like you both to give me a virtual pat on the back. I have seen two of these, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm going to go for the one I enjoyed the most, even though I haven't finished Severance, but I'm enjoying it. But for me, I absolutely love The Lazarus project yes absolutely fantastic and i just thought it was it was really well delivered i really liked the storyline uh it was really good to follow some of the episodes felt like they were um almost self-contained uh, i love the sci-fi element to it so yeah i am i'm definitely going to give that one a vote cool yes amazingly great to see two shows on a sci-fi list <laughs> um Matt, what about you? I actually dropped out of Andor after about three episodes. And and I I, I keep hearing, because it's finished its season now, I kept hearing towards the end, like, this is the best Star Wars thing ever. This is like incredible, groundbreaking prestige TV. And it was, you know, one of them things where you give up, not give up on a show, but you you put a show down for a minute and then weeks go by and episodes come out and you just keep hearing nonstop good stuff about it. And you think, was it me? Did I get something? Like, did I not see something? So Mm I either need to restart from pilot or, but the the thing is with me with Andor is I I saw, um, what's it called? Rogue One. And then they said, oh, we're going to do a prequel to that. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure how that's like going to, be great but apparently it's a lot better than what, than what I've taken away from it so that, that might just be a me thing with Obi I thought, I thought Obi-Wan was absolutely fantastic when you bring back you know Obi-Wan and then you've got Darth Vader and you've got all these other cool characters you can't really go wrong with with doing something like that and I, I thought they did a fantastic job it, it did a really really good job of sort of filling in the blanks and also you know you've got obviously the, the, the young Princess Leia who was in there she was fantastic as well it's not always easy to get good child actors and that sort of thing and she was great that would be my personal choice that'd be the one that I'm both going to go with that as my personal choice and the one that I hope that wins as well uh, because I I really did enjoy that Halo season one I did not like at all I've I've spoken about that before I don't think it was to do with the lore I just thought it was the way they handled the actual character of Master Chief and he spends more time with the helmet off than on and you didn't have the same sort of Mandalorian effect with that Like, like the mystery of who this guy is they just like took his helmet off in episode one and then barely put it back on he didn't even really put it back on when he was in combat. So some people might have really enjoyed it, so they might go for that. Yeah. Um, Severance, like, like Grace said, I thought was fantastic. Strange New Worlds I enjoyed. I thought was good. Wasn't quite fully my sort of Star Trek cup of tea. That, that's more sort of discovery, but I really enjoyed that for what it was. Peripheral, that, that's the uh, Westworld people, isn't it? Um, yes. I surprisingly haven't started that yet, but I, I know that I need to. So. Yes. And then Book of Boba Fett was good for half the episodes when The Mandalorian came back. <laughs> 
Yes. So, um, but the, the one I'd double sort of choose here would be Obi-Wan. Me, personally, I don't know what will land out of this because this it's a bunch of Disney Plus series. I mean, usually you'd say Star Wars would come out top just the fact there's that it's obi-wan uh, but there are well there's three of them because there's book of boba oh, fett as well yeah. so there's book of boba fett obi-wan and andor andor i think overall is probably the better show it's certainly the better made show out of them i wouldn't actually pick any of them though i would go <sighs> severance again is an outstanding piece of drama on its own but if i was going to go for sort of severance as a drama in the other category i would probably go for I'm really torn between Strange New Worlds and Lazarus Project because Lazarus Project I thought was wonderful. Uh, Joe Barton's great. He's writing superb on it. He also has another show in the fantasy category as well this time around. He's just a brilliant, brilliant writer and it's a really, really good show, The Lazarus Project. So I really like Strange New Worlds a lot. So I'm kind of edging towards that. The peripheral has been really good. It's very, very Westworld in terms of its style and being one of those things that you need to sit down and focus on. But mm. um, that has been a really superb drama. It's no, not finished yet. It's still going out on Prime Video. I would either go for Strange New Worlds or Lazarus Project. As for what will actually take it, I have a feeling that the name recognition of Obi-Wan might push people towards that. But There's yeah. a nostalgic element to it. Yeah, there is. So, And it's got Darth Vader in it. So. But <laughs> I, I, I would not be unhappy if the Lazarus Project Project one this category at all but we'll see what comes out of it on to returning sci-fi series this is another great list of shows we've got for all mankind back for season three we've got raised by wolves which returned for a second and as it turns out final season because they cancelled it star trek picard season two on prime video we've got snowpiercer season three on netflix we've got the orville new horizon season three on disney plus war of the world season three on disney plus and westworld fourth and as we now understand and final season on Sky Atlantic. So we'll check with Gray again. Have you seen any of these? I have seen one of them. It's not as good as the last one, um, but my vote would go for the Orville. We do recognise, and I know that I spoke to you about this when I was last on, Dave, that the episodes were getting so long but they were really well managed and really good, deep storylines. And it's gone serious. And I kind of like that. I watched it originally for the comedy, but it's won me over in terms of the, the quality storytelling as well. So yeah, the Orville gets its vote for me. What about you, Matt? I do love War of the Worlds. I've not started the third season yet, though, because again, we had a flood of... We had, we had two sort of months that had floods of TV. One was yes. definitely June and one was November. By default, I'd kind of go with Westworld. I do think whether it was intended to be a wrap-up which i don't think it was because they, they did have another season planned on the podcast at the time we kind of agreed that, like okay you, you can kind of like stop here i think i personally you know even though they've actually cancelled it and that now i'm not sort of that's not one of them shows where i think oh, i desperately needed another season no. it's one of them where i sort of got to the end of the fourth one wasn't quite as maybe good as the previous season, but it ended in a nice place where you could kind of like say, okay, that was a good place to finish things. I also thought the season itself was good. I've seen the pilot of Orville. That was probably like five years ago or something. Uh, Raised by Wolves. I did like the first season. I heard some not so great things about the second season and it just sort of came and went and now I probably won't watch that. And For All Mankind, I've seen the first two episodes, but I need to, I, I know that I need to get back to that. I didn't, I didn't stop watching that because I thought it was not good. It's just because, you know, 
other things came out but yeah when the third season came out this year just heard endlessly good things about it and I was like I need to get back to that one mm-hmm. so but I would go with Westworld the one I think would possibly win well obviously Star Trek Picard's very very popular but the Orville is as well yeah. I'd possibly go with the, with the Orville here plus I yeah. think for, from my understanding of the quality I don't think as many people enjoyed Picard season 2 so I'm going to go with the, the Orville but I would like to see Westworld win it so those are my choices for that my choice will be for all mankind I think because I just think that's a phenomenal piece of drama uh, Westworld mm-hmm. was good and I agree with you although it was cancelled it ended in a point where you can kind of think well it doesn't necessarily need another season you can kind of get away with ending it there and it and it'd be fine yeah. the Orville I thought was outstanding and really stepped things up and turned it into a proper sci-fi as opposed to a comedy sci-fi pretty much for that third season they really went epic in scale Snowpiercer again was great I mean that was a really really good season but it comes at the start of the year so that may be slightly detrimental towards it Picard the second season I thought was much better than the first but whether that would be enough for people to sort of pick it over this um I'm sort of yeah I'm not sure Westworld is is quite popular so maybe that but maybe the author will take it well we'll have to wait and see what people vote on for that moving on to the other split category we're now into new fantasy series so we have house of the dragon which obviously appeared this year on sky atlantic schmigadoon which is on apple tv plus we have the bastard son and the devil himself on netflix we have lord of the rings the rings of power on prime video we have the time traveler's wife which was on sky atlantic we have vampire academy which is on Peacock, and we have All of Us Are Dead on Netflix. Gray, have you seen any of these? One again. I'm still hanging in there, team. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen the Time Traveller's Bottom. I mean, the Time Traveller's Wife. (laughs) If anyone watched that, obviously, it was a lot of Theo James's bottom. Yes. um, And he's then gone on to the White Lotus, and he's showing more than his bottom this time. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked it, but obviously, sadly, that's not continuing. So I don't think it's going to win. Let's be honest, this can category even though i haven't watched either of them will be a battle between house of the dragon and the rings of power in my opinion yes i think you're possibly quite right what about you matt yeah i think that's the statement with this isn't it it's between lord of the rings and house of the dragon uh i thought rings of power was good very very long episodes but they were very very good uh house of the dragon is i think will be the one that win this all of us are dead that's the one that i obviously added because I'm, I'm the zombie person here doesn't need a second season but got renewed for one but then there's black summer which i'd like to have another season which isn't renewed for another season so I'd, I'd like to swap that around if possible yeah. <laughs> but uh, Time Traveller's Wife I thought was very good the bastard son devil himself I've never seen I'm not sure if I've actually heard of that one because there's about 5 billion Netflix shows but yeah this will be between House of Dragon and Rings of Power and I think it will probably be House of Dragon yes I'm kind of with you I think it will probably be between Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon for the top two spots and uh, I suspect House of the Dragon will probably take it Bastard Son Devil himself is Joe Barton's other show after the uh-huh. Lazarus Project and it's really really good it's a very British drama but has sort of demons and stuff and it. it's, it's really well worth watching but that's on Netflix out of all the shows on the list I think the one that I really enjoyed was The Time Traveller's Wife which was the reason I kind of put it on there even though it has been cancelled and isn't coming back I really enjoyed that series and I think that's a huge mistake for HBO not to bring that back but that personally would probably be my choice out of everything on that list but I suspect you are right I suspect it's a, it's a battle between Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings for that moving on to returning fantasy series we have Discovery of Witches Season 3 on 
Sky Max. We have American Horror Story um, at season 11. That's on uh, Disney Plus, or season 10 and 11, actually, isn't it, for that? Uh-huh. Lock and Key, season three on Netflix. Outlander season six on Stars Play, as is now Lionsgate Plus. C, season three on Apple TV Plus. Stranger Things season four on Netflix. The Witcher season two on Netflix. Any that you've seen on here, Gray? I have now disappointed you, gentlemen. Oh. I am afraid I have not got to, to any Fame. of those. Um, I mean, in my defence, I'm on Stranger Things season three at the moment. I'm trying to catch up, and I've agreed that I'm going to watch American Horror Story season eleven because it's got Russell Tovey in. So uh, I might <laughs> be there in the future. I'm getting close. I might, but um, no. Sadly, I can't make any comment on any of these. Fair enough. What about you, Matt? Well, it's interesting because I came across American Horror Story, and then I saw that you added season eleven, which I haven't actually started yet because it sort of snuck up on me. Season 10, it was the best American Horror Story they've done in a long time, but the ending wasn't quite so great, but the overall season was very, very good. Stranger Things, I think, will be the one that will take this. The Witcher Season 2 was very good, not as quite as good as the first season. It's going to be interesting to see with that show once we get Henry's final season and then whatever happens with Season 4. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously for the future. C's a very underrated show, isn't it? That's a great it show. It is. C. And uh, again, and it, it, it's it another Apple up, show. Yes. Really well. Wrapped up really well. And it's another Apple show starting with an S that is extremely high quality. So. <laughs> but yeah, if you like Jason Momoa, he's the lead character in that. Very interesting premise very very good show and some very very good stunt work on that as well yes that really should be talked about in the same breath that lord of the rings and game of threat or house of dragon is but it, it isn't unfortunately that was brilliant so the one that will probably win i think will be stranger things because it was a great season as well mm-hmm. the one i'd like to win just because of the unpopular nature of it is c so that's what i'm going to go with yes i suspect you're right i suspect stranger things will take it because just such a massive juggernaut of a show that i mean american horror story usually does quite well so we'll see where that goes but Stranger Things I think is probably the one that everybody really loves moving from fantasy we move on to comic book series we have Heartstopper season 1 on Netflix Moon Knight season 1 on Disney Plus Miss Marvel on Disney Plus Peacemaker on Sky Max and The Sandman on Netflix and She-Hulk as well those were the selections here check in with Grey again see whether he's seen any of these 6 for 6 Dave yeah <laughs> I've seen them all. Well done. Um, I'm really enjoying The Sandman. I'm still going on that one, but I've watched all the others. In my heart of hearts, I'd love Heartstopper to win because it's not a standard comic book series that we all normally expect. And I personal love for Heartstopper. And obviously me and Matt have recorded an episode of his for Entertainment Talk for Heartstopper. So I would love that to win, but I don't think it will. I liked Moon Knight, went a bit dark. I loved Peacemaker, including the opening sequence. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> But I've got actual real soft spot for Miss Marvel, for what that did for the genre, for the diversity, for what it's sort of suggesting for as the series continues. I know it probably won't win over some of the others, but my vote would be for Miss Marvel. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I agree with Gray. My, my vote would be Miss Marvel here. In terms of which one will win, I think Peacemaker will actually win this. Just because of the, the, pop, the, the popularity. I th- yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot of talk about Peacemaker when it came out. I watched the pilot episode. I have my own thoughts on the pilot and I, I didn't watch any more but uh, Heartstopper obviously is very 
important and, and special to me and Grey. So that was a really good show. Moon Knight I liked. I didn't think there was quite enough Moon Knight in Moon Knight, but that was that was still a great show. She-Hulk I really, really enjoyed as well, especially that just the, the wild stuff they did in that finale. Where have you seen that happen in, in other yeah. shows before? So that was that was incredible. Also just, you know, bringing back Daredevil and doing some of the other stuff they did in that show was brilliant. Sandman I never saw an episode of. So the one I the one I'd want to win, I did really enjoy She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. I'd probably go with Miss Marvel, but the one I think is going to win, I'm going to go with Peacemaker. Interesting. I have no idea which one's going to win out of this one. I suspect the Sandman might do pretty well because it is a beloved property. It's on Netflix. And apart from the weird aspect ratio they chose to film it in, it's generally, I think, a really well put together show. So I think that has a certain chance. I loved She-Hulk out of all the Marvel shows we got this year. I loved She-Hulk and I would love that to win as well. I don't think it will, but in terms of which one will actually take it, I'm I'm really stumped. I don't know. I'm, I mean, Peacemaker being on Sky, maybe Sandman, maybe I don't know. Very very hard to start. Although Heartstopper again was very popular as well. So yeah. So that's best new comic book series. Returning comic book series, we have uh, Legends of Tomorrow season seven, Superman and Lois season two, The Boys season three, Flash season eight, Umbrella Academy season three, and The Walking Dead season eleven. I mean, I think The Walking Dead's probably going to take this because it's The Walking Dead and it usually does when you put it in a list like this. But Matt, what are your thoughts? I'd like The Walking Dead to win this. You know, it did have its ups and its downs over 11 seasons. Ultimately, I do love the show and uh, it wrapped up pretty well. Granted, spin-offs on the way to continue the story. But uh, we, we knew months ago that that was going to be the case. Very much enjoyed the first half-ish of Superman Lois season two, and then I just felt that they'd sort of just dropped off a bit. Not to the degree that like the flashes had dropped off, but Flash I actually thought did the opposite, which was not start quite so great, but actually pick up a bit more towards the end. Yeah, they did some really good stuff with the reverse Flash, so that season actually picked up more with that. The boys have still got some quibbles about some stuff that they do on that show, but I thought overall that was a good season. So the one I'd want to win, I'd go with Walking Dead, and yeah, I'll also go with that as a guess as to which one is actually going to win. Unless people still love Legends of Tomorrow, but I'll, I'll go <laughs> with the Walking Dead here. Yeah, I mean I adore Legends of Tomorrow, but I suspect the Walking Dead will take it. Great, any thoughts? On this? All of them are on my list, apart from The Walking Dead, to watch, but I just haven't got round to them. I think I fell out of love with The Flash. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, I sort of lost my way with Legends of Tomorrow because I knew it was going to be dropped before it started. Superman Lois has just been on my list, never got round to it. I love The Boys. I know there are some flaws with this season, but I think that's a really good one. But I agree with all what you're saying. The Walking Dead is probably going to take it just because of its popularity and it's the last one. Yes. That's returning comic book series. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
We now move on to British TV show of the year. This is sort of a selection from some of the other categories. We've got Around the World in 80 Days Season 1. That was from the BBC. Ghost Season 4, SAX Rogue Heroes, Starstruck, 10%, which is on Prime Video, The Tourist on BBC, This Is Gonna Hurt on BBC One, and Hollyoaks The Long Walk Home and Trigger Point on ITV. Grey. A tough one. I've seen the majority or they're on my list. I do think This Is Going To Hurt was a complete blow me away type drama. Uh, I know how it doesn't fit into a lot of the other categories, but I can see this going to uh, a classic BBC One or ITV drama, possibly Trigger Point, possibly The Tourist. But um, I would put my vote in for This Is Going To Hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's on my list of things to watch and I really need to sit down and get to it. Again, with Ghost being in here, I think there's a lot of popularity for that. But SAS Rogue Heroes also is relatively new so that may pick up votes because of that matt have you seen any stuff off this list yeah i'm gonna go with the the hollyoaks thing obviously that's the one that i added in here isn't something i'd usually add because it's just an ongoing soap and it's it's a bit different to all, all these other series so those of you that don't know what this is it was one of the more popular episodes recently as to as to what they've done uh, it's essentially about maxine who's played by nikki sanderson she goes for a girl's night out with two of her, her other friends and she ends up having to sort of walk home on her her own and she gets attacked as she walks home. The story is to do with violence against women and girls at the moment, which is unfortunately a thing in the world. And soaps can be silly and dumb at certain points, but they, they're also very, very good at tackling serious issues, which this is that. The storyline is still actually ongoing. Obviously, you know, with soap stuff, it, it takes a while to conclude those things. In addition to that as well, they also did a VR experience, which you can watch on, on YouTube. It sort of puts you in Maxine's shoes, so to speak, and it's like a short little five minute thing. All of it was very, very good i thought nikki's acting was incredible throughout it have i seen any because i i I'm, see this is you know you know with how we go through this with gray and he hasn't seen like certain sci-fi shows yeah. and stuff i'm sort of the one on the british tv stuff where this is where <laughs> i haven't seen a lot of things i just when it comes to things like bbc and itv i'm just i'm not really paying as much attention that, yeah. as the as the other streamers and stuff so i've not unfortunately seen anything else here but uh sas i think will possibly be the one that wins this but it will be cool if if the Hollyoaks episodes win i know gogglebox did something with that as well so maybe it got a bit more recognition there yeah maybe i suspect sas road heroes possibly ghosts are the ones that are probably higher up the list uh it'd be nice to see trigger point pick some stuff up as well but we'll see what people vote for here now we move on to gray's category which is best <laughs> factual structured reality or entertainment show so we have freeze the fear with wim hoff glow up which was on bbc3 and I player we have the great british bake-off hungry for it which was on bbc3 i'm a celebrity on itv last week tonight with john oliver on sky comedy never mind the buzzcuts on sky max taskmaster on channel four the daily show on comedy central the last leg on channel four the vow on sky documentaries this is my house on bbc one and welcome to wrexham on disney plus now matt will have seen a very limited amount of these i'm fairly sure <laughs> So thoughts before we get to Grey, thoughts? Welcome to Rexon's the one that I'd like to win. I thought that was a really, really good look. Just behind the scenes things on football, and obviously it focuses on Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney, who bought Rexon recently and, you know, goes through the ups and downs of, very much the ups and downs of football, uh, which can change in seconds, depending on what's going on. So I thought that was really, really good. It, it touched on a lot of sort of like the, the more human side of football, as opposed to just to turn on the TV, 90 minutes of football, and that's it. It sort of took a look at other things, which was really good. 
and uh, I've not seen anything else on this list. So, <laughs> so yeah. great. What about you? This is your category. So, yeah. So, I'm, I've put this category in the last few years because it is a big category that I think a lot of people just tune in and they are sort of heartwarming shows or entertainment shows that just go on in the background all the time. They're not there to be critics' favorites and awards, but they fill up a lot of our times and some of them are done really well. There are some great ones on here that got a lot of notice when they came out the first time. Uh, I'm thinking Freeze the Fear with Wim Hof became really well followed and it was a group of celebrities who were sort of channeling their resilience up in the ice basically and they had to see how well they could handle cold showers jumping into ice pools. So it was really fascinating at the time. I'm a Celebrity Just Finished was one of the more controversial seasons based on one of the celebrities in there. I'm sure everyone's heard uh, of the the MP Matt Hancock was in there. But then you've got things like Nevermind the Buzzcocks made an absolutely stonking return. Really good to have that back on our screens. Absolutely fantastic panel. Jamali Maddox, Greg Davies, Daisy May Cooper, Noel Fielding, all on there. Absolutely fantastic. Then you've got your good favourites like The Last Leg, Bake Off. And obviously Dave, you've put a couple on there to sort of mix it up as well. We've got last week tonight with John Oliver, The Daily Show, The Bow. So it's good to see a nice mix of documentary, restructured reality, entertainment. And, you know, there's not a single sign of The Only Way is Essex type programs. Yes. This is about things that you know a lot of people take time to do in it and it's a lot of the time it's about a skill um whether it's comedy like the last leg or it's it's just showing you an entertaining side of our tv so i would be happy with any of these winning because i just think they're all brilliant but i'm gonna put a vote in for never mind the buzzcocks yes i think that revival of buzzcocks has been really really good and greg is brilliant as the host of that it does really really well my suspicion is taskmaster will probably take this but the last leg is also quite popular and i love the last leg i think they do a phenomenal job sort of week in week out for many 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 weeks over the years that i think maybe stands a chance as well the vow has been really interesting which returned for a second season and that's following the case of nixium the uh, cult that was uh, in the usa that's been really good i really enjoyed that i mean we've got bake-off in there as well which of course is also massively popular my personal choice would either be The Last Leg, Welcome to Wrexham or Last Week Tonight with John Oliver because I love that show and I think it's hilarious and interesting and goes very into depth into sort of lots of different political stuff but I understand that's unlikely to necessarily win this. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham I think was was probably my biggest surprise out of all of those sort of documentary things that I watched because I really really enjoy it and I'm not really a football person. I just found that highly entertaining and you're really rooting for this little club that's just been completely trashed by its previous owners and then these two celebrities come in and buy it and actually do care about it and are not just buying it for fun and to make a documentary they're actually buying it to raise the town up and it, it's, yeah, they're, it's they're doing the opposite of the glazers yeah exactly it's a really interesting documentary even if you're not into your football and it's very funny as well because it's Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and they're, they're just brilliant so it's very very enjoyable and well well worth watching so my heart actually will probably go for welcome to rex because i thought that was that was superb but i suspect taskmaster will probably take it moving on to best new anime 
animated series, we have Critical Role, The Legend of Vox Machina, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Human Resources, Tales of the Jedi, The Boys Present Diabolical, The Cuphead Show, Transformers, Earth Spark are the nominations here. I thought Tales of the Jedi was really, really good. Uh, Boys Diabolical was really interesting and this wacky set of different animated styles. I don't know whether you, either of you two have seen any of this animated stuff. Gray, anything from you? I've seen Human Resources and The Boys Diabolical. I would probably go for The Boys Diabolical over those two. I found Human Resources just a little bit too much like Big Mouth and I don't really know why it was there. It could have just been like spot episodes in Big Mouth. I would have been more excited to see The Wall from Solar Opposites have its own series. So um, yeah, I'm probably going to go for The Boys Diabolical out of those. Matt, anything from you here? I really enjoyed the cyberpunk show and from anything from like like the ringtones of the phones or the way the city looked and like where locations were and the vehicles and stuff if you played the cyberpunk game you'll be able to like recognize certain locations and stuff it didn't take any of the characters from the game it had like completely different characters and it was i think that's the first anime i've ever seen as well but that was really really good quite like over the top and sort of wacky but that's the sort of world that they live in anyway but i hope cyberpunk wins this because i thought it was good but i suppose star wars is star wars so maybe tales of the jedi would win this although i don't really know what the reception is at the moment for Transformers. I think they put out a new trailer today for, for something actually, but... Yes, um, they did. Some people still like Transformers, so they'll, they'll vote for that, I suppose, but those are my selections there. No idea what's going to win out of that, but, uh, you know, there, there was some good animation out, out this year, certainly. In terms of the returning animation, we have Archer Season 12 on Netflix, Central Park Season 3 on Apple TV+, Plus, uh, Family Guy Season 21 on Disney+, Plus, Harlequin Season 3 on E4, Rick and Morty Season 6 on E4, Solar Opposites Season 3 on Disney+, Plus, Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3 on Prime Video, and The Simpsons Season 33 on Skybax. Gray, any thoughts on these? I would absolutely love Harley Quinn to take a win here. Absolutely fantastic animated series. What They are single-handedly sort of holding on to the DC universe with Peacemaker so I would love to see that win we know however that The Simpsons are likely to take it as one of the old favourites but I think Solar Opposites um, have done a good thing as well my vote is for Harley Quinn but it's probably going to go to The Simpsons probably yes Matt what about you I really really am enjoying this season of, of Harley Quinn where they've gone so far with the relationship of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy Bane continues to be very funny, which is great. So does Clayface as well. Yeah. They've done a very good job adapting those characters. That show, I'm really, really enjoying that. And Harley Quinn herself is, is very entertaining. Simpsons, kind of the popular one here. Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty, I think have been good. Maybe Solar Opposites has become the better written show out yes. of that and, and, and Rick and Morty. Although Rick and Morty goes for, I mean, they're both kind of wild shows, but Rick and Morty goes for it. But I, I think in terms of quality and writing, like the last couple of seasons, I think Solar Opposites has been better. I've got to go with the same thing Grace said I think Simpsons will win but I'd like to see uh, Harley Quinn win here I really enjoyed Harley Quinn season 3 I've been really enjoying that that's been great Solar Opposites I think you're absolutely right I think I mean I love Rick and Morty as well but I think Solar Opposites has been better written more recently so that over those is the one that I would probably go for but The Simpsons has a huge following and people love it and I suspect that has a fairly good chance of taking it here we now move on to a category where I won't ask Gray anything because there's not really much point. Uh, this is... Uh, Geek... I'm just going to go quiet for a bit. <laughs> Geek Town's Game of the Year. So we have in this list A Plague's Tale Requiem, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, Expeditions Rome, 
God of War Ragnarok, Grounded, Horizon Forbidden West, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Return to Monkey Island, Sifu, Stray, Two Point Campus, and Unpacking are the ones that we've chosen for Game of the Year. Matt, what are you going for? Playtale Requiem I'm currently playing. I'm about a couple of hours in. Very, very, very good so far. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, of course, that's one of the ones that I'm rooting for. It's really been fantastic this year. It's got some issues, some things that are, are currently going on. I've, I've heard some some problems about Warzone 2 so far, which I haven't touched, but the multiplayer has been brilliant. Uh, campaign was fantastic, so I, I put my points towards it with that. Um, from you know animation, sound design, the gunplay, which is your most important aspect just absolutely top class so that's that one Elden Ring uh, isn't really sort of my type of thing but obviously that was one of the big big games of this year you can't really leave that off the list Expeditions Rome is more your thing God of War Ragnarok I finished a couple of days ago I still have a lot of thoughts I'm processing for that after playing it for 30 hours but it was very very good in certain areas but took some missteps in, in other areas Grounded I think you and uh, Robert have been playing that that's uh, been quite good Horizon Forbidden West was pretty great did some very good work with the actual character development of Aloy um, didn't quite evolve itself as much as it needed to do but still a very good game Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is a great way in Lego form to relive those films and plus they've changed the format of these Lego games and this is kind of the first of those and that's been a lot better Turn to Monkey Island is your thing Sifu is really good even better when they put the easy mode in not that the game was like too difficult or whatnot but it made it more interesting it made it so that like I actually bothered to sort of learn a bit more about combos and that sort of stuff so that's in terms of fighting games and like animation and stuff that was really really good Stray is just very cute and really good game I'm also did some really good job with its world building and uh, the, the other two games that you've played I think God of War will win it obviously I'd love to see Call of Duty win it it'd be kind of nice to see someone like Playtale win it although Stray would be good as well but for my, for my votes and sort of guesses I think God of War is going to win that but I'd very much like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 to win that so those are my thoughts on those how about you David? Well I've not played everything in this list I did play Elden Ring hated it and refunded it so uh, <laughs> the, the, that would definitely not get my vote Expedition Rome I thought was wonderful it's very much my sort of game but I know it's not sort of for everybody you taking over a Roman legion basically and but it's actually story driven rather than a, a map invading and army kind of game it, it's got much more depth and story than that Grounded is a game that's been around for quite a while, but it actually had its 1.0 release this year. So uh, yeah. that's why I put that in. It's sort of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game, basically. You're you're shrunk into a back garden and there is a story that you've got to find your way through. So that's very much my sort of game. Very much enjoyed that. Return to Monkey Island was joyous to play through because it is a return to the original creator of Monkey Island. And uh, it's a wonderfully fun, silly story. I very much enjoyed that. Two Point Campus is the follow-up to Two Point Hospital. It is another building game. Basically builds on what they did with Two Point Hospital and uh, I think they've done a wonderful job with that as well. Unpacking, though, actually, would probably be the one that I would vote for and it, it's the smallest game. I mean, it only takes a few hours to complete but it's so wonderfully unexpected and cerebral. It is a pixel art game where you are unpacking a room and you're taking stuff out of boxes and placing them on shelves. 
shelves. But as you go through, you'll sort of do one room and you unpack everything and it completes that room and then you move into a next room. But as you're going through, you are moving through stages of this person's life. And it's really interesting that there's no real story to it, but yet they tell a story with the stuff that you're pulling out of the boxes of this woman that sort of, you know, it's her childhood bedroom and then you're unpacking the room as she moves to college and then you're unpacking the room as she moves into her first house or gets married. So you're unpacking like more areas of the house and other rooms then you know things take a sort of twist and it's whether the marriage has survived it's just it's an incredibly interesting well thought out game of you being told this person's life by their stuff as you unpack these boxes for that alone i would love that to win i don't think it will because you know Call of Duty and God of War Ragnarok, but it is a beautifully put together game. It's just, like I say, cerebral and very kind of calming thing to do is just unpacking stuff out of these boxes but there is a sort of story to it without saying any words and without printing a actual story it's it's brilliant and that would be the thing that i would actually vote for out of that list so bringing gray back in again we move on to movie of the year there are a lot of films on this list but we have A24's X, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Bullet Train, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Deep Water, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Don't Look Up, Enola Holmes 2, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Lightyear, Luck, Nope, Prey, Red Notice, Scream, Smile, Sonic 2, The Adam Project, The Batman, The Grey Man, The Northman, Thor Love and Thunder, Top Gun, Maverick. Turning Red, Windfall, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and Werewolf by Night. So that's the selection. Gray, as our resident film reviewer, what are you going for? I've seen the large majority of these. Obviously, I didn't get to see them all, just because other things going on. I personally, if I see Multiverse of Madness in the top for this one, I will be very angry and will throw things at the computer screen. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. that one doesn't do very well. I really loved Wakanda Forever what it sort of honoured the Chadwick Boseman is absolutely beautiful and I would love to see that win but I'm gonna I haven't seen it I didn't want to see it I chose not to go and see it but I actually think Top Gun Maverick is going to take this one just for what it's done for the cinema it gave it a real boost when it needed to the nostalgia the heart back to the original the soundtrack and everything I've just heard such amazing things can't get me to go along though i'm not interested in the planes (laughs) at all um so i think that one will probably win but you you know it's a really mixed year we didn't have huge marvel films being our big tent poles we had some reasonable ones coming along but in in terms of what we've had in the past there was nothing that was going to take this quite easily but i i genuinely think that you're probably going to see Top Gun take it. The Batman, brilliant. The Adam Project, brilliant. I think Red Notice, really, really surprisingly good for some of these things that just went straight onto our streaming services. Lightyear, you know, it has its fans, but I don't think it's going to take it over that. And I've really loved everything everywhere all at once. Oh, God, there's just so many. But no, I'll say it now. Top Gun Maverick will take this. Matt, what about you? Well, you can't go wrong with Toy Story. So, you, know. um, <laughs> you can't go I, wrong with Toy Story, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
obviously I'd love Lightyear to win because I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that film A24's X is a little bit more of a hidden gem that's available on Prime if anybody wants to go and watch that um, very good very creepy sort of horror film and avo- avoids the cliches that it could have lent into but I'm glad that it didn't and sort of de- developed its villains a bit more than what you might have expected very much enjoyed that that's one that I reviewed like last week or something the one I think is going to win I think is Black Panther hopefully Actually, I'm, t- I'm torn between that and Top Gun Maverick. I, I think t- Top Gun Maverick did very, very, very well at the box office, especially still given the, the sort of time that we're in. So I think it'll either be that or Black Panther that will win it. Doctor Strange, I apparently enjoyed more than most other people. Yes. Um, quite a good year for horror. you got Nope, so you got uh, Jordan Peele they're still in there. Uh, really, really enjoyed Turning Red, but of course it's Pixar again, so they're, they're still knocking it out of the park. Batman, I thought was good. Still, I thought it was a bit too too long at certain points, and uh, did mm-hmm. did some other stuff. But that was uh, the casting for that was very very good. So I really enjoyed that. As Gray said, there's there's so many really great films. Sonic Two is really good. Scream was pretty good. I'm not sure where they're going to go with Scream Six because certain people are not going to be in that film. Um, so the one I'd want to win is obviously Lightyear. The one I think is going to win, if I'm to pick between Top Gun and Black Panther, I think maybe Black Panther takes it. Yeah, my feeling is Black Panther will probably take it i did enjoy top gun maverick quite a lot i mean it does basically rip off part of the plot of star wars but it is a fun film and it's it's there's a nostalgia value to it It, i did quite enjoy that so i suspect that those will two will be up there black panther wakanda forever and top gun maverick i really enjoyed the chip and dale movie because there is a huge amount of nostalgia (laughs) for me for that it's just if you haven't seen that it is on disney plus and if you were a fan of chip and dale as a kid I urge you to go and watch it because it very much is designed as a nostalgia piece for those older audiences go and check that out you will be pleasantly surprised it's really with Chip and Dale I can't remember if I mentioned watching it because I, I never reviewed it or anything but I did see that I th- did think it was quite good yes um, just kind of a good fun time so yeah. and I, I'm someone who's got like no history with Chip and Dale at all um, <laughs> I thought that was I thought it was pretty fun and yeah loads and loads of really cool references in there which is which is very good you all have to vote for like you know <laughs> <laughs> um, the Disney and Pixar stuff I thought was really good I thought Turning Red was great I thought Love and Thunder I kind of put in the list because I thought it should be in the list but it isn't a particularly great film I don't think uh, I, I enjoyed, love that film but that's just me I didn't think that was a particularly good movie uh, I liked Multiverse of Madness more I think that was a better film so moving on from movies we come to the last three categories which are the most anticipated of next year most anticipated TV shows coming up first so we have three body problem on netflix which is the new project from db weiss and david benedoff the guys that were behind game of thrones oh, those two yes those two <laughs> uh, and it is based on a a much beloved i think it's a chinese sci-fi novel so uh, there is that there's agatha coven of chaos which of course is Catherine hand back in the role of agatha we've got ahsoka coming to disney plus which is the uh, star wars spin-off we've got Daryl. Dixon coming to well we don't know where at the moment but uh, that's the Walking Dead spin-off Echo coming to Disney Plus the Fallout series coming to Prime Video Interview with the Vampire which again don't have a broadcaster for at the moment but that's based on the Anne Rice novels we have 
Ironheart coming to Disney Plus. We have Masters of the Air, which is the third in the World War II drama series from the people that did Band of Brothers and the Pacific. That's coming to Apple TV. We have Orphan Black Echoes, which is a spin-off from the original Orphan Black that again has no UK broadcaster right now. We have Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, which is a spin-off from Bridgerton. Secret Invasion, which is the new Disney Marvel series. We have Star Wars Skeleton Crew, that is the one starring Jude Law, that's coming to Disney Plus. Last of Us coming to Sky Atlantic and Mayfair Witches, which has no UK broadcaster again, based on another Anne Rice novel. And The Walking Dead, Dead City, which has no UK broadcaster at the moment, which is the uh, Negan and Maggie spin-off from The Walking Dead. Now, I mean, I'd ask Matt what he'd go for here, but it's The Last of Us, obviously. So, you know, uh, anything else in that list that you're going to go for? I'm so excited for that show. I've I've watched that trailer too many times. Very, very good. You see a lot of stuff in just a minute and a half. Um, Walking Dead, I still, still love my Walking Dead. I'm guessing you didn't put the Rick and Michonne thing on here cause, in case it doesn't come out next year. Because out of those three, as we sort of discussed yesterday, that's the most, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Kind of curious as to what they might do with Orphan Black. Of course, that wrapped up very well. So we've, we've been kind of a bit nervous as to what that might be. Ironheart, I'm really, really looking forward to. They set up Riri Williams in Black Panther very, very well. She just slotted straight into that film and got her good introduction and she fitted in really well with the characters there. So, uh, of course, the MCU having that, you know, continuation sort of thing going on. I'm really looking forward to what her series is going to be like. Echo, I thought, was, you know, a, a good highlight of the Hawkeye show as well, considering her relationship with Kingpin. Daryl, curious about that. Looking forward to that as well. Ahsoka, I thought, you know, had a really good entrance in the in the Mandalorian show. So the one, obviously, I'd want to win is, is The Last of Us. Just incredibly excited for that show. I just think there's, there's, there's no red flags for me yeah. at all. There's no, there's no sort of one thing where I'm thinking, oh, this is really good but there's, there's no sort of but at, at the moment with yeah. that. They put out some like character posters yesterday and it's it's looking pretty incredible. What do I think is going to win here? I remember hearing about Skeleton Crew, but I can't remember what that's supposed to be about. It What's... stars Jude Law. It's a, it follows a group of 10-year-olds who get lost in the Star Wars universe. That's all we know about it at the moment. So. Huh. What's the one that's going to win here? Maybe something like Secret Invasion? That's got some like mysterious parts to, yeah, to it yeah I, I, I mean that 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 for me out of certainly out of the marvel shows that's the one that's really sticking out to me out of the marvel series i think yeah um, i i just think in terms of Ironheart, don't know how many people have seen black panther yet so how many people have been introduced to her because that's supposed to like you know, push her excitement up for Ironheart. so I, i'm not quite sure where that sits with with people yeah but she's uh she's very cool what about you gray i've been going through this list many times thinking how can i choose one that's not part of the mcu <laughs> i've been unsuccessful <laughs> um, i do kind of want to see queen charlotte british story but it doesn't pique my interest as much as agatha and secret invasion so for me it's between those two I will enjoy watching Ironheart but I kind of agree with what you just said there Matt we don't know enough about her she fitted very well into that episode but I'm not sure how it's going to appeal when you've got someone like Miss Marvel who sort of hits that age range I know that she's a very different character but that was very popular so as much as I try to avoid being the Marvel MCU to me it's Agatha or Secret Invasion that is going to be taking my most anticipated TV series certainly 
I, I mean, Catherine Han was incredible as Agatha. So that I really am looking forward to. Secret Invasion, I think, tips it for me, though, out of those. So that's the one I think I'm probably going to go for. We move on to most anticipated game. So Ray will be quiet again. And we, <laughs> we have Alan Wake 2, Company of Heroes 3, Dead Space, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Homeworld 3, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Park Beyond, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Starfield, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, The Castillo Protocol, The Expanse of Telltale Series, Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Matt? I think the one that's going to win is possibly Spider-Man 2. Yes. That's the one that stands out the most. Uh, and even though it is on an exclusive platform, because I don't think that will be on PS4, but it'll be, it'll be a PlayStation anyway, but it is obviously Spider-Man. Uh, the first game did incredibly well. Callisto Protocol, I'm very, very much looking forward to that. That's got some like Last of Us sort of elements to it, certainly within the gameplay of what I know. It's like with the dodging and the melee fighting and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So that looks really good. i curious to see how well Midnight Suns does, because that's a bit more like offbeat Marvel. That's sort of like their darker stuff with that. Star Wars Jedi survivor so that's the sequel to the previous game that might do quite well starfield's got a lot of excitement around it though yes so the one i think is going to win this is spider-man 2 i'm also very much looking forward to uh, callisto protocol for me out of that list it's it's a very much a battle between dragon age dreadwolf because i love that series spider-man 2 i love those spider-man games they've been great star wars jedi i really enjoyed as well so jedi survivor i'm really interested in the two that really bubble to the top for me are vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 because I adored the first game and Starfield as well which is the new one from the Fallout guys so uh, it's Bethesda's new game and just the bits and pieces I've seen from it the idea of being able to wander around in a huge universe and the amount of detail they've gone into with that just looks astounding if they manage to pull it off it could be a phenomenal game so Starfield Bethesda needs a win yeah Bethesda really needs a win so Starfield and Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 are the two which I personally would go for. I think you're probably right. Spider-Man 2 is probably the thing that's going to take it. Yeah. So that's the games. Bringing Grey back in for the final category, we have the most anticipated movie of 2023. Great stuff coming out. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Blue Beetle, June Part 2, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Indiana Jones 5, John Wick 4, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, Scream 6, Shazam's Fury of the Gods, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Flash, if that ever actually lands, The Hunger Games, The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, The Little Mermaid, The Marvels, and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Ray, anything leap at you there? Well, I can finally choose one that's not part of one of the uh, universes, um, and I'm going to go for John Wick Chapter 4. Um, I was pretty late to the John Wick Wikiverse, if we're going to call it a Wikiverse. Yeah. Um, and I really got into it by John Wick 2, and then I went back and watched one, and then I've appreciated them all. I was okay with Keanu as an actor. I, he never sort of won me over. I, I find his delivery quite dry, but with John Wick, it's a fantastic character. I've been looking forward to it for a while, um, and also looking forward to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It's a lot of hype. I think that was supposed to originally be out this year, I'm sure, but I, I really look 
forward to that. They pushed it back to allow Top Gun to have this year and yeah. so all that. So, yeah, uh, John Wick is at the top for me. Um, I am interested. I will go and see Shazam, Spider-Man, Aquaman, and man of the Wasp. I'll go and see them, but they're not sort of driving me to want to go and see it as much as them. And to be honest, I will avoid The Flash. I have no desire to watch it. Ezra Miller is not my Flash. Should I start my hashtag now? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Overall, I think Marvel's going to win next year again because the differences with them, they've made so many good build-up parts to the upcoming films, like the way that they've teased Kang for Quantumania, the way they built up, obviously, with, with the Marvels, with Miss Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has got a lot behind it, and it's also got the um, Christmas special, which le- leads into that, which I haven't seen yet, but that looks really good. In terms of what uh, Gray said about John Wick, he's cool, but he's just not Jack Bauer. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, the, the John Wick films are good. I'm looking forward to Chapter 4. It'll be interesting to see how DC does next year, because yeah. uh, obviously you've got The Flash, which obviously very controversial. I'm hoping something like Blue Beetle does very well. Fortunately, no Batgirl, because they decided to that, erase, that. The, erase that film. People like Mission Impossible a lot. Um, yeah. I'm going to go here. Um, the one that I'd want to win, the Marvels, I'm looking forward to that. The one I think's going to win, there seems to be a, a good amount of excitement around Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. Something like Shazam looks like it's going to be very fun. And Spider-Man looks like it's going to be pretty good as well, again. Yeah. Out of the list, there is... Um, ah, just as we're recording this, there is an official trailer just dropped for the Indiana Jones. It's called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the uh, is the movie. So that may perk up some uh, interest in the Indiana Jones film because the, uh-huh. there is now a trailer for it. So Indy 5, I suspect, has got a very good chance of um, picking up a lot of votes in this, maybe over some of the Marvel stuff this time around, because I, I think people are, are a bit marveled out at this point. I think they still enjoy them and they'll still go to see them. You know, but I think something like Indy returning could push it possibly top. But uh, I want to give a shout out as well to the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves film, because it's very easy to write that movie off. But I saw some bits and pieces over at MCM of that, and it is hilariously funny from what I saw of it. It's Chris Pine in the lead role of it, and it's from the writers of one of the Spider-Man movies, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Spider-Man Homecoming, sorry, was the one that they wrote. And it's very, very, very funny, and I think will be well worth watching. Don't write it off just because it is a Dungeons & Dragons movie and they've all been rubbish up until now. It's very much got the feel that you want for a Dungeons & Dragons film. I would give a highlight for that, but I suspect Indy is going to be the one that probably takes it. I miss and would be my. What do you both think so far of the Mario trailers? Well, I'm not a massive Mario fan, so fine. I still don't understand why they didn't let Charles Mamet do the voice and they gave it to Chris Pratt. I still don't understand that decision, but you know, fine if that's what you're going to do because you don't. It's not like you need the recognition for it, and I think a lot of people would rather have had Charles Mamet as the voice. But anyway, Mm. uh, it's a gaming film, so I'm not entirely sure Gray will have an opinion on it. (laughs) Well, I kind of saw the trailer and like, (laughs) I was like, "Uh, am I interested in this? I'm not sure. The only game I do play, as I've told you many times, is Mario Kart. (laughs) So there's a there's a spike of interest. And I remember seeing the uh, 
original film back in the 90s. Yes. Um, which was obviously, it's a cult classic, but also terrible as well. Yes. Um, Peak my interest, but I don't think it'll be a, I'll go to the cinema to see it. Let's no. just say that. No, me neither. So that is all our categories for the Geek Town Awards this year. But uh, we've given you our opinions. At the end of the day, the voting is up to you. So the voting is now open on the website. If you go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards, you can go and enter and be in with the chance of winning that massive prize package. Thank you for joining me. It's uh, been lovely having you both back on because we've been off Geek Town Radio for about a month. So uh, we will be back with regular Geek Town Radio shows as well. Matt, of course, you can find over at Entertainment Talk for all his stuff and entertainmenttalk.org for lots of podcasts and stuff over there. And Gray, you can find at Gray the Geek, Gray with an A, uh, Twitter, if you want to go and follow him over there. So um, that is everything for this Geek Town Awards launch podcast join us again on the regular show that will be back look for geek town radio on any place you get your podcast or you can find it on the website at geektown.co.uk that's it everything goodbye Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.